What's up, good dudes, girl family? My next guest is a sales CEO. He's a private sales coach, consultant, and has built multiple businesses. He's also a certified neurologistic programming practitioner. What does that have to do with good dudes grow? Well, he's also done psychedelics and used cannabis. Stay tuned for this one. Five, four, three, two, one. medicine and psychedelics on mental and physical health. We're bringing you stories of how these medicines have changed lives and can save lives. We want to teach you the healing power of plant-based medicine. This is the Good Dude Grow 2.0. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Good Dudes Grow 2.0. I'm your host, Gary Roberts. And on today's show, I have Mr. Corey Bear. He's a team builder, leadership expert, executive coach, does corporate training and best of all, I'm somebody who I like to call a very good friend. So he's helped me out with a lot of stuff in the beginning. He's I actually met him on Clubhouse and we actually hit it off. So I'm glad to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Corey. Sure. What's up, Gary? Thanks for having me, dude. Um, yeah. So, you know, my name's Corey Barrier. I'm a sales CEO and I work, you know, I work with small to medium sized businesses and I transform not only their sales team, but I also help the owner remove himself from the business, essentially. And, you know, look, here's the deal. Uh, and I was in this position, Gary, and that's exactly why I do what I do. You know, when I had my clinic three years ago, uh, I was I was the guy running around doing everything. I was doing everything. And, you know, you probably know as well as I do. You can't be effective if you're trying to, to do everything. You just can't. And I just didn't have the I didn't have the knowledge call somebody in to help. I just didn't know that was an option. This was very early on in my personal development journey. So I just wasn't, I just didn't know, right? I just didn't know. And I don't want other business owners to feel that way. It's it's pretty incredible. And that's one thing I learned from you and everybody else. A lot of people go and say, hey, listen, do I need to hire somebody to help me out? Hell yeah. You know, professional athletes hire personal trainers to help them get better. There's just little things that people have gone through it. Like you have that new guys like me haven't gone through it that help us learn exactly what to do and how not you basically how to do it right. Basically excuse the language, but unfuck our business basically, you know, without, because if we spent all the time, like you said, working on it, working in it, we're never really working on it. And we're just going around in circles, but that personal development didn't start right away. That all that stress and everything else, you, you, you had an addiction in the past. Did you not? I did. Um, uh, several of them, actually. Uh, so, you know, in 2000, so leading up to 2005, uh, I had collected three DUIs and, you know, I, you know, I was selling drugs. That's what I was doing. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Um, and there's really no pretty way to say it. Uh, you know, I was selling cocaine and I got caught and I got caught with uh, four ounces of cocaine and <laughs> Needless to say, it was a rough day. Uh, it was a really rough day because, you know, naturally they, they took everything, rightfully so, I guess. Um, you know, I was in the wrong, Gary, and you can't sell dope and expect to come out on top. Like, it's just probably not not in do it legally. I mean, I'm sorry, do it doing it illegally, you're you're not going to come out on top. Um, yeah, it was it was I was really close was really close to serving 
you know, 35 and 42 months in prison. And fortunately, uh, my guess is probably because my skin color could probably have something to do with it. I don't know. Um, but the judge had, you know, he saw something in me that uh, he gave me not a pass, but he said, you know, you've got to go find some. He said, I'm going to give you 48 hours. Uh, and within the next 48 hours, if you haven't put, if you're not placed somewhere in a, in a recovery center, this minimally six month long, he said, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to send it you to the prison time. And so fortunately my mother, my, my stepmother at the time found me somewhere to go and, you know, I was in jail. So like nobody's taking collect calls from a dude in jail begging for a place to go. Guess what? They get those calls all day, all day long. And so, you know, fortunately for her, uh, fortunately for me, rather, um, I had that woman in my life at that time. Um, and, and that dude, uh, it, it turned everything around, uh, to a degree. I still struggled with my alcohol addiction. I certainly didn't struggle with any kind of cocaine addiction after that. Um, but eventually, 2009 rolled around, and I decided, you know, I was getting my license back. And I hadn't had a license for eight years. And so, you know, I, I didn't want to mess that up, Gary. There's no way I would be able to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish in life, depending on somebody to drive me around. Now, maybe once I get to the point of hiring somebody to drive me around, that's a different story. But... But you can't start out that way, right? And, and so uh, I had a decision to make, just like we all do. We have a decision to make, and that decision could be we're going to take a left and stay in the path that we're on, which is not wouldn't have been good for me, or I could take a right and make some changes and be uncomfortable for a little while. And that's right. what I did. And that, that's why I wanted to have you on my show. Everybody's going, well, what the hell does that have to do with Good Dudes Grow and stuff? I says, well, Good Dudes Grow 2.0 is not only about uh, plant-based medicine. It's also about – mental health and physical health and making the right choices all because you brand yourself. And I've dealt with a lot of people do that as a, uh, as in having an addiction doesn't mean you have to stay with that branded mark on you. You can make your choice going left or right, make those decisions. But the problem is that most people don't do is that when they make the decisions, they don't follow through with them because it's too tough. And I'm pretty sure when you made the decision to go right instead of left, it wasn't an easy one. It was not. In fact, Gary, I'll just tell you, you know, and, and and I don't know, you know, I don't know how a lot of listeners will feel about this because this ruffles some feathers, I'll be honest with you, but it is my experience and I feel like it's worth sharing. So, you know, I started out in AA in 2009. I started out going to AA and I did everything that I was supposed to do and I did the whole thing and I did it for about five years. And I, quite frankly, I hated it. And, and look, there was... AA served a purpose in my life. I am not knocking AA, but what I found and what I realized that if I'm standing up saying I am an alcoholic every day that I go to a meeting, well, I mean, my brain's saying you're still messed up. You're still fucked up, Corey. You're still broken. And when I realized the power of those two words, I am, I had, I, I immediately said, no, I'm not. I, I'll never go back. Right. I, I will never go back and say that again because I'm not that person anymore. I'm not an alcoholic anymore. 
I haven't had a drink in five years, so why am I still saying this? And so this goes for anybody listening. If you say I'm dumb, I'm fat, I'm retarded, any of those things, guess what? Like your brain starts to encompass that and you start to believe it. So the words are powerful, bro. Yeah. And so you've rebranded yourself and now you've taken what you've learned by rebranding your own self to help other entrepreneurs rebrand and rebuild their businesses basically on something that everybody's thought was basically almost taboo from an addiction process. And that's why, again, I want you on the show because it shows that you don't have to stay down there. You don't have to stay with you, with those words of I am an addict or I am a loser or I am not good. You can actually make that right turn, do the right things and just follow. And that's why people need people like you to actually proceed forward. Well, you know, and that's it. And you're right. And that's why I think that what I do is very important and it's effective. Um, you know, I want to I want to just shift gears, if, if you don't mind, for a second, because I think this is vitally important. One, to the listeners, because this is part of the part of the story that they're probably wanting to hear about. And, you know, if you are struggling with an addiction, you know, this the next part may not be for you right now. And, 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 it, and or it, it may be for you right now, but this is something that you've really got to think about before you decide to do it because it could have different implications for different people. So please know that when I say that, when I tell you this story, understand that this is not a blanket conversation. It's not a blanket uh, option for people. But I started, you know, when I lost my clinic three years ago, Gary, I started microdosing because I was so depressed. I was so, I mean, I, I felt like I, well, I had lost, didn't feel, I had lost everything. Meaning like the business, I didn't have anywhere to turn because I had already sold my other business. That was, I was the business. So it wasn't really like there was a ton of business there. Point is, is that I started microdosing and this is important because it helped me to, to get out of that. It helped me to get out of that depression and I don't know why. I don't know why. I just know that it opened up a part of my brain that was shut and not in a not in a way that I was seeing Marshmallow Man walking down the street. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a very, very, very micro, small, hence microdose, small amount of mushrooms that helped me to get out of this. And I'm going to tell you something, dude. I was on painkillers for a long time. And I start once I started microdosing, uh, actually the combination of microdosing up until I went and did ayahuasca, I haven't touched them since. And it's a pretty big deal because you know as well as I do, opioids are extremely addictive. And I wasn't addicted in a way that I was to alcohol. It was a different addiction. It was an addiction like it was just a, a habit. Right. I didn't feel good necessarily after I took it. It was just a freaking habit that I kept feeding. And again, it wasn't like it was out of control, but it was still an addiction. Right. You depend on something every single day to get through the day. I'd say that's probably an addiction. Some people have to have that. Some people don't. So, so some people who are listening to the show right now. will say, OK, so Corey, you're, you went from an addiction of opiates and alcohol and now you're using microdosing which is a psychedelic now aren't you addicted to psychedelics isn't that 
Because that's the mentality yeah. everybody's going to have. Because as soon as you hear magic mushrooms or or MDMA ecstasy, everybody goes straight back to the seventies where everybody was licking LSD and, like you're saying, seeing the marshmallow man. What's the difference between a microdosing and like the opiate itself? Explain a little bit more about microdosing. How do you and how sure. you got involved in it? Sure. So, well. I can't go down too much of the rabbit hole of how I got involved <laughs> in it because it's not exactly legal. But um, I have a friend that, that, you know, this is his, you know, not necessarily the, the psilocybin, but but actually uh, THC um, is his business. And so by default, I guess he has psychedelics. So I did some research on, on this and realized that it opens up a part of your brain to help you see past um, I, I guess this kind of, I, I don't really, it's really hard to explain, but, <laughs> but let me go, go back for a second. The microdosing, the reason it's called microdosing is because it's a minuscule amount opposed to what a full amount would do. Now, here's the difference. The microdose is not something that's going to be necessarily mind altering. You're not going to feel like you've taken something necessarily, uh, Actually, you're really not going to feel like you take anything. That's the truth, right? Um, and, and and the truth is, if you took ten times that amount, or or even five times that amount, that'd be a different scenario, right? That's that, that that's tripping. That's what people think about in the '70s, and 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 maybe that's okay if you're under supervision. I don't know, and I'm not condoning or or whatever. But my point is, is that it's not something that is an addictive. Mushrooms, LSD, these psychedelics are not an addictive substance. Like you don't wake up and say, "I think I want to go trip today," right? <laughs> it's just it, it it's just different. Exactly, and that's for those of you listening. You have to understand is that back before the seventies, LSD, psilocybin, magic mushrooms, XC was actually being used to treat things that actually helped you from depression to alcoholism and from and everything else through psychiatrists and then came the war on drugs and they canceled all that so it's not like it's a new thing but everybody was so brought up into oh this the tripping part that they forgot about the medical benefits and, and that's what microdosing does it gives you a little ample amount just enough to, to open the mind sensory organs to actually get past what's blocking you to go to the next step. The funny thing is I talked to somebody who actually does, who investigated sports and we're finding out that a lot of MMA fighters and other people are actually microdosing because it puts you in a realm that you're not scared. And this goes cool for this goes with you and sales and everything else in business. It, you're not afraid to take that next step. You're not afraid to do that next rep. You're not afraid. It actually basically goes, huh, you know, I can do this. And you actually go for it. And the cool thing about it is that if you don't do it the next day, they've the studies have shown that you still feel as if you did take it. That's good. You're right. And so the you know, the idea behind, you know, or the, the, the air quote, prescription for it is is a very like a point three tenths of a gram every three days right and if you know anything about psilocybin you know that's really nothing and and you're right look the most thought leaders in this country even some that are not with us anymore steve jobs we can say that very clearly steve jobs utilized psychedelics now he's one of the probably one of the smartest guys at the time whenever he was alive you know he's created something that we all use every day 
right? So it can't be that bad, right? It can't be that bad for you if the guy that's, you know, Elon Musk, same thing. He's open right. about it. He talks exactly. about it. And I find it amazing that people are still, as soon as you say psychedelics, THC, cannabis, everybody still goes, oh my God, you're just a pothead. You're useless. You're going to be lazy. And I'm like, really? Virgin Atlantic put a rocket driving people up and around in space. And, you know, Charles uh, Bronson, he smokes cannabis. It's like, okay, so I can smoke cannabis and build a rocket, but I can't smoke cannabis and do my everyday life. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Because it makes no sense. Well, and I think that, you know, it kind of goes back to you, the, the war on drugs. People think that, and here's the, here's the truth about the endocannabinoid system. And I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but, you know, the endocannabinoid system is the largest system in our body. And it's funny because we don't get taught about that in school, right? We don't ever hear about that until I started really diving into, um, you know, plant medicine and, and, and hemp and, and CBD and THC and understanding the differences in all three of them. Well, hemp is considered both, but the point is, is that this endocannabinoid system runs all over your body. And guess what? That THC and CBD is what hits that endocannabinoid system. That's why it's so good for you. Exactly. I, I find it amazing when I tell people about that. I goes, you do know that the endocannabinoid system runs all the other systems. And they don't you know, know that. They're, they're all like, what are you talking about? No, that runs all the other systems. It's, you know, That's what regulates those systems and keeps them actually level in a homeostatic state by having those regulators in your body. And nobody understands that. But you said before you did a little little ayahuasca journey. How is that? And some people have different views on it. And how is it? I heard it was some say it's intense, some say it's not intense. Just like you said before, this may not be for everybody, but it may be an option to actually open things up. It might be. And I'm actually really glad that you, you brought that back around because, you know, here's why, in my opinion, like ayahuasca changed a lot for me. Right. And so what what it changed, and then I'll get into a couple of other things, why it's super important for if you've got any vets listening. Like, look, I'm going to tell you this place that I went to, it's in Florida near you probably. Um, and, you know, they, they, they host uh, a group of vets every Wednesday night. And I know I'm going off a little bit in left field here, but they, they, they host oh, vets and, and it's, it's all vet run and they've never lost somebody after coming to ayahuasca. And that's really powerful because these guys, according to the place, when they call, they're at their last, they're on their last, um, that pretty much they're saying, if this don't work, I'm out. Like if this right. doesn't work, my life is over. And so that's really powerful. And and so for the vets out there that are listening to this, if you're, if you're, if you are struggling, this could be an option for you. Here's what it did for me. And here's what it didn't do for me. So I went down the first time and I tried to control the medicine. I didn't realize this at the time. I didn't realize I was trying to control it, but I was. And so the first night I fell asleep and I thought, what the hell's going on? And the second day, um, it was a bit different experience. But let me fast forward to that Monday. Now, this was a Friday night, a Saturday morning ceremony and a Saturday night ceremony. That Monday morning, what I realized let me back up. During the experience, I was looking around at people in the area 
And I was thinking, why am I not doing any of those things? Like, why am I not feeling like they're feeling? And it was like you and I are talking, Gary. It was like, it was like Mother Ayahuasca said, Corey, this is what you've done your whole life. You've compared yourself to everybody around you. You're here for you. Stop paying attention to everybody else because they don't fucking matter. And it was a really real, real scenario for me because I, I just didn't realize how bad it was. And so that leads me to the Monday experience. I was mowing my yard with the same lawnmower my dad gave me when I moved in my house. And nothing was really different other than that, that journey. And I, I realized as I was mowing my yard, I'm like, shit, I don't talk to my dad as much because I've always compared myself to where he is at my age in his life, in my life. So when he's for, when he's 43, like my age, he's always been wealthier. He's always been further along. And so I've always compared myself to him. Now he's never put that on me. He's never made me feel like that, but it was a really eye opening experience because I had, I, I got to have that conversation with him and it was very impactful. It was extremely emotional because he had no idea. And I really didn't have any idea until this happened. And so it was really powerful, um, extremely powerful. Go ahead. <laughs> We're so, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's all good. I want to unpack that because that's what I want everybody to understand about what, what psychedelics actually end up doing. What they end up doing, you have some sort of trauma in your life that's actually caused you to be a certain type of person in the world. You don't know what that really that trauma is. And what ends up happening, it gets subsided in your brain and hidden in your brain and your brain no longer talks about it. What actually psychedelics do, they end up actually reconnecting those, those brain waves again. And you start talking to it. And like what happened to you, that event of you understanding that you always compared yourself was the event that could have been stopping you from being who you are today. And the psychedelics actually finally made you realize that. And that's the journey that most psychedelics do. And that's the journey that when you go to us to do psychedelics, you try ayahuasca or philocybin, you have to understand, you have to be open to allow yourself to see those doors that are opening. Because if you don't open those doors that you don't want to open, it doesn't mean you're going to, you're not going to get as, you're not going to get better. So that, that is a very, very, very interesting part of your story. Yeah, so, and I'll, I'll tell you, Gary, the second time that I went down and did my second journey, um, what I found was, and I, I'm just going to be completely transparent with you, I was sitting on the toilet. Right? <laughs> I was sitting on the toilet, which is one thing I hate doing. Like, I hate sitting on the toilet. It's, I, if I could get, do it out, I would. And, and, and I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to be really, really real for you. You know, I hate it so bad that, like, I, you know, I've had hemorrhoids forever because of it. And, and so what I realized that night sitting there impatient is it was the same voice. It's like, this is your problem, dude. You're not patient. You rush through everything and you miss stuff. The second part to that was you're, you don't see your value. You are way more valuable to other people than what you see yourself as. And that was really powerful because I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to think that I felt that way about myself, but that was the truth. And so I made some shifts and I'm going to tell you, my business has grown exponentially since then. And you, do you use all that now? Do you use that 
knowledge that you've gotten from from your your psychedelic experience in teaching other business owners on how to actually basically to be honest unfuck their business and their minds do you use what you learned and try to teach them at uh you know i think there's some some degree to that because i think a lot of people you know and i could be wrong but i i think a lot of people don't know their value um and as a business owner if you're putting out fires all day long and you're answering stupid five minute or you got a second or you got a minute, all those things eat up your day. And so your value is tremendously more than answering stupid questions all day. And so if you can eliminate that, why wouldn't you do that? Exactly. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I realized that as weird as it sounds, when I started taking the CBD, I started Things weren't getting me as, listen, I'm, I'm extremely intense. That's it. Some people call it being an a-hole, but I'm extremely intense. But some of the little things don't bother me as much. It's like, eh, you know what? I, I, I can do that later. But focus wise, when I'm intense and I'm in that zone, then, you know, I'd rather just do that and not be bothered with the, like you said, do you have a second? Can you do this? Can you, you know, no, just go figure it out. And if you can't figure it out after I'm done, when I'm done, I'll come see you. <laughs> And guess what, Gary? And, and and if you ask your employees, you know, what would happen? How would you handle this if I were here? That's the solution, right? That's all you have to ask them. And they're going to, they're, they'll figure it out, right? Come back to me in 10 minutes if you hadn't figured it out. And then you ask them again, what if I wasn't here, right? And then you just do that over and over. And eventually they're going to realize, wait a minute, I don't really need to ask Gary how to do this stupid thing that I've asked him three times how to do. And you know what I mean? Yep. 100%. Corey, if people wanted to follow you or get in touch with you and help their entrepreneurial or somebody who wanted to start a business and wanted some coaching advice or something, how would they get do that? Sure. You just, you can go to my website, which is just coreybarrier.com. Uh, my last name is spelled B-E-R-R-I-E-R. You can probably see it on the thing. Or if you're listening, I'm sure Gary will put it in. Yes. Um, you can also follow me on, you know, on any of the social channels. I'm at, at my name, at Corey Barrier. Um, and then Successful Life Podcast. Check that out. And Gary, I'm just going to tell you, we're getting ready to launch a new podcast, but I can't tell you about it right here on the show. But it's coming and it's going to be really good. Awesome. I can't wait to can't wait to listen to that one. Corey, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to speak with me today. I enjoyed the whole aspect of your experiences through your psychedelic journey, and I hope our, our listeners get the same experience I got. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. You have an awesome day. You too, my man. Good Dudes Grow 2.0. Thank you for tuning in. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained something out of this episode. So make sure you share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Good Dudes Grow 2.0.